0: Hello, Illuminated Souls. I'm Brie Andrione. And I'm Tina Demore. Welcome to Shamans After Dark. In this series, we're going to be talking about being the hero or heroine of your own story and moving through fear.
1: Yeah, I mean, sort of the hero's journey or the heroine's journey. What is the hero's journey? I mean, kind of referring to Joseph Campbell, but Brie, can you kind of...
0: Yeah, Joseph Campbell was an author and professor and he's written a couple of books. I think one of them actually called it titled The Hero's Journey. Um, and he says that a hero is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. Um, the hero's journey is kind of a common narrative archetype. We see it a lot in movies and books. You know, he had researched all those, you know, folk tales. And it was this kind of cycle that he noticed that repeated, right, through mythology. Yeah. Yes, So you know, it involves the hero who goes on an adventure, he learns a lesson, he wins a victory, and with that newfound knowledge, he then returns home transformed.
1: Yes. And today we're going to really talk about how that hero's journey applies to each and every one of us if we so want to change our perception of what our experiences are. And sometimes you already are there, um, sort of akin to a a life initiation. Everybody goes through sort of a, a life, big life change and also changes themselves, changes their perspectives. And um, it's a little different from the shamanic initiation um, because, you know, we're shamans after dark. I want to kind of say that shamanic initiation is part of the, the shaman's journey, but um, the process of becoming the hero or heroine is overseen by, you know, life experiences. Whereas the, the shaman's initiation is overseen by their helping spirits and becoming the shaman or the hollow a hollow bone. However, we all go through death and rebirthing processes, like caterpillar, uh, chrysalis, and butterfly.
0: Right. We all have those moments in our life where we have either a big upheaval, a big life change, something really, you know, sets us into a space where we have to really look at ourselves and we and we really question everything. Right. You're in this yeah. space of like, huh, and you almost feel disempowered. But then you're like, nope, I've got to keep going forward. I've got to keep moving through this. And I think if we're able to kind of look at it, is Seeing ourselves as the hero or heroine of our own journey, it's so much more empowering instead of feeling like the victim in our story or feeling things are happening to me and that we have no control or ability to move through it. Yeah. And, and
1: I know in those times, even when you look at like, say, what comes to me is, you know, the Lord of the Rings with Frodo, who's the hero, right? Um, he's just this little tiny hobbit. How can he change the world? And yet he's got the faith of everybody um, backing him up. And he's had those you know, moments of like, I don't think I can do this, Sam. And I think we all, you know, when we're confronted with something really challenging, we all have those moments is like, I-, I don't know, I don't know if I can. But then, you know, the choice to move on and move through fears, we'll be talking in another episode, um, kind of produces a cathartic moment in our lives.
0: I agree. I, and it can be so, um, it can be hard to move through it. I would say that it can be really challenging to to move into a mind space of being able to be like, I am the hero heroine of this journey. And, and while this is testing me and I'm moving through this, I, I'm going to keep going forward, even though it's hard or I don't think I can, or there's so much unknown or uncertainty. Like you just don't even know what the next day is going to hold for you, whether you're struggling with a chronic illness or an injury, um... A big life change can be scary and daunting and and trying to step into that unknown, especially if you don't feel like you have a support system supporting you in that. Like, you know, Frodo had that kind of support system there, but we don't always feel like we have that in our life and and trying to step into that can be even harder, especially when you're living, I think, with a chronic illness or pain or some hugely traumatic event that's just upended the cart and everything has changed and you feel like the rug's been pulled out from under you. To be like, how do I pick myself up and keep trying to move forward in in a new way? Because you know the old way isn't there anymore, so you've got to find this new way to navigate being on this journey.
1: I do feel that you sort of have to, in some respects, hit rock bottom and allow part of yourself to quote unquote die and let go of that part of yourself, and then grab onto something else that's going to propel you forward. And that something else is coming from within you. Um, you know, I'm speaking from a bit of experience, uh, from, you know, I know I talked about this before, but, uh, going through a very severe illness, I, you know, I went through the, no boyfriends wanting to show up, no friends showing up when they said they would show up and they sort of dwindled away and it sort of created this like, Oh, Wow. And I remember, you know, I was a classroom teacher, and it hit me one day, I'm no longer a teacher, I'm no longer this, no longer that, who am I? It was like, really, just shredding away everything that I was. And so then I could let go of that and then move forward. But everybody has their own process, whether they're a shamanic, you know, initiate or not, they have their own process of moving through what seems impossible, and that's what we're talking about today. Where we get stuck is forgetting that we are the hero or heroine in our own story. We can sometimes give our power away. Like you said, Brie, being the victim of your own circumstances, how life is happening actually for you and not to you.
0: And also, I think sometimes you end up clinging to the past, right? You cl- you cling to what was, but that isn't your reality anymore, right? Like you're just, you want it to be what it was, but- So bad, Right. So whether it's an illness, uh, life change, uh, physical injury, I know when I was living with a lot of chronic pain, and I still to this day have to change the way I do things. And there are certain things I just can't do anymore. You know, like, and that was really hard to kind of let go of, I can't do this. And how do I modify or show up in a new way? to accommodate
1: where my body's at today.
0: Right. And that can be really challenging.
1: It can, because I mean, I think I had a conversation with another friend of mine a couple of weeks ago about how we cling to something so much because we're afraid of actual grief that we have to do in order to let go of it and then start to go, okay, what can I do now? Can I move forward? Um, There was a a really amazing um, man in my life when I was a kid. My best friend's dad uh, lived next door, and he taught me how to ride a bike. And forever I will remember this. He actually passed away. But um, I fell off the bike one time, and I cried because I skinned my knee. He goes, it's okay. And he let me cry. He says, it's all right. Get up, brush yourself off, and get back on again. And sort of that's sort of what kept me going through a lot of hard times in my life. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel this right now and I'm going to get back on that bike.
0: (laughs) Yep. And it's also okay to say, "I'm all right, I'm here and I'm going to have my moment of, you know, wallowing a moment. I know like I was having a really tough time at a point in my life, which was causing some depression for me. I was really struggling to move through that. And one of my helping spirits, I was in journey and she was like, all right. Enough, enough, you know, sitting around that you're just bleeding your power everywhere. <laughs> she had me stand up, gave me, you know, a spear and a shield. It was like, all right, let's do this. And it was kind Tough of a kick in man. the pants. It was, it was the kick in the pants that I needed to stop being a mopey mess and start being like, okay, <laughs> how do I move through this? Cause I think there's a period of grief when you have these things happen that you just grieve you know, what you've lost and what isn't anymore, right? Yeah. You just, everything has changed in some way. And that can be hard. And that can really, I think, falling into that depression or despair, or that mm-hmm. grief can be really challenging to move through sometimes. Yeah, like, it's just hard to let go of it. And then it becomes its own little mucky pit of like, all right, I'm going to do this.
1: And I, I don't think, you know, um, even as shamanic practitioners, I think a lot of people might assume, well, you're just kind of, magically move through it. No, you move through it as a human being. I mean, yes, you have your helping spirits, but on the human level, you have to do that deep healing in order to let go of the past and move forward and then start to see your focus and who you're going to be as the hero or her in in your own story. Um, You've got to do the authentic organic process.
0: Yeah, it's still life in a body. We still get sick. We still have things happen. We still have tragedy. We still suffer grief just because you're working on whether it's shamanic path or any spiritual path. I think it gives you the tools to maybe help move through that in a slightly different way Um, and maybe give you more support than you would have if you didn't have that in place for yourself. But it doesn't magically mean that life is just sunshine and rainbows all the time and you don't have things happen to you or that you don't have to struggle with your own processes or your own shadow, right? So right. it can be really, um, really challenging to, to move through those places.
1: Sure. So I think no matter for anyone, like whether you're a shamanic practitioner or not, there can be a loss of power during these challenging times, feeling like you're hitting rock bottom, feeling like you like the dark nut of the soul type of thing. And, um, you know, it's really... A practice of working through all of that, that you find your focus and become the hero or heroine in your story and you're able to move forward.
0: Yeah. You reclaim your power a bit. You get yes. a chance to say, okay, I'm standing up. I'm accepting that this is where I'm at and I'm just going to move forward in That's whatever right. way I can.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, we can change your perception. Um you changing our internal narrative, right? Like that, that
0: little voice in our head that's going, yeah. bah, bah,
1: bah, bah, but you Jesus. can you can you can't. Well, what if I can? What would that look like? Um, and so going through those normal human emotions, as we said before, while at the same time, you know, not bypassing all of it, coming to a place where you see yourself as having grown and learned from these important life lessons. And I'm not at all diminishing what those quote unquote life lessons are, because that seems really simplistic, but We'll talk a little bit later about how spirit sees this and, and it is um, an interesting perspective. Although when you're in a human body, it's a completely different story.
0: <laughs> well, and I also think too, and this isn't easy, but when we can try and look at it as a teaching, like it's teaching us something in some way right? that we didn't know before, it's asking mm-hmm. us to show up in a different way, you know, and that's not to use that as a like, oh, this is a teaching and therefore it's not traumatic or hard. It is all those things. And those things are our teachers. They do teach us something and we come away with some new perspective from having had the experience. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes we can't see the teaching though, when we're in it, right? We you you look back at it. You're like, oh,
1: 2020 vision is always good, you know? Um, but when you're in it, like we said before, you can get stuck in the muck and, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to greet the situation, but having finding your power to go within and envision the life that you do want versus what you don't want, you know, and what are you feeding in your life? Do you, what do you want to grow? Do you want flowers or do you want weeds? So, you know, I know this is simplification, but um, it's sort of changing your perspective on what you can control because Honestly, there's not a lot we can control except ourselves and our our own response to things.
0: Yeah. What are you choosing to nurture? What do you versus, you know, cutting out? What are you willing to, you know, have in there and feed with the positive and energy that you do have to put towards it versus saying I'm not going to feed that that negative bit anymore, that bit that tells me I can't, I won't, this is horrible. Like maybe trying to trying to sow some new seeds in that garden for inspiration to help you move through it
1: right I know at a point um because I had severe Lyme disease and co-infections there were lots of um I noticed that a lot of doctors would be like well that symptoms Lyme and that symptoms Lyme and I noticed that I every single symptom I had you know whether it was connected to Lyme or not I was beginning to like give my power away to the disease and I realized one day I'm like you know what that's just that and it's I'm not letting it get power over me anymore. And
0: And I think sometimes we can give our power away to those figures of authority too. Like yes, we've been told by a doctor or professional or something that this is what it is. And sometimes we just take that as the whole truth instead of allowing for there be possibility of some other, potentiality for things to come from that. It isn't always just so cut and dry. It's that person's opinion based on their knowledge and and wisdom and specialty. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is the truth. But other times, you know, life can be miraculous and surprise us. And we have to own our journey, our process through whatever we're going through.
1: Well said. And another piece is that, you know, um, when we're often feeling lost and looking outside of ourselves for guidance, we often lose that intuition from within that wisdom um, you know, especially, you know, when we're going through a, a health challenge, you know, we feel like our body might be betraying us. So we don't really listen to what it's trying to tell us, what feels right for us and, and kind of go from that place. We're starting to get our power back. we start to feed our own power. And so, um, yeah. Um, but you know, from the shamanic lens, power and animal retrieval is a pretty straightforward way to help us become more empowered. Um, so, you know, that, that was, I know, a big piece of my healing for me.
0: And we can also, you know, for those that do have a shamanic practice, they can journey to their helping spirits to ask for guidance, wisdom, ceremony, things that you can do because you have that ability for direct revelation to find some tools that might help you and support you in your process of moving through that and reclaiming your power and being more empowered in
1: this journey. Yeah. And you can ask your helping spirits, please show me what's holding me back right now. Can you clear some blocks to, you know, change my internal narrative about this or my perception about this? Um, You know, they might put on a new pair of glasses. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? Um, They are always full of surprises. Everything's up their sleeve. I love it.
0: Can also do some um, shadow work, which is a really deep bit of work to... Sit with those bits that we tell ourselves are bad or negative or society's Mm -hmm. told us, you know, that this trait that you have is not a good thing. So we suppress it or we feel guilt and shame about this aspect of our self or personality or how we show up. And, you know, we're dual creatures. We are both light and dark. We are not all just light all the time. We have Mm -hmm. those harder, heavier pieces of ourselves that we carry. And we need to dive in and understand those. And when right. we can make space for that and integrate it in a way that's healthy and healing, we're even more empowered that's right. as an integrated whole than we are with just like, here's my light half, here's my dark half. And they are two separate bubbles, but we're really one whole,
1: right? It's not a black and white thing. It's it's sort of gray. And once you start to make friends with those unconscious parts of ourselves, because that's really essentially what they are, is unconscious yeah. Um, When we bring light into that, there's so much untapped power in the shadow. Um, And then so when you start to heal it, like you just said, we become more sovereign, we can reclaim ourselves in a little bit more.
0: Well, and also when you have all parts of yourself moving towards something, instead of being divided, right, you can't really move forward if you as an individual are divided in places like, you know, you're not moving in a way that's feeding all of you. But when you are moving in that way, you've integrated kind of yourself, you're making these shadow parts allies that work with you in some way, you ha- are more empowered and you can just move with all of that empowered self towards whatever goals you have in your life. You, you have so much more right. behind you just kind of always makes me think of the chariot tarot card because you have that white horse <laughs> and the black horse, you know, like light and shadow. And then if they aren't working together, you're not going
1: anywhere, <laughs> right? right? Like, right. But when
0: they're together and you're moving in that direction, think of the
1: momentum you can
0: have behind that.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, And, you know, another way to reclaim our own power is to assert healthy boundaries. And that's simply about asking ourselves what our needs are and asserting those needs are relevant and they matter. Going in to find those needs, put language to those needs and create a healthy arena for ourselves. Um, Discerning who's supportive for a boundary setting and reassert boundaries for those who aren't hearing those boundaries.
0: I think it can also be really empowering just as someone who has really worked hard to not be that people pleaser that I was raised to be. Uh-huh. It's so empowering when you use your voice to say, no, I don't think I can do that today. Or, you know, that really isn't working for me. When you're asserting a boundary and speaking up for yourself, even when it can be scary to do so, when you do it, you're like, oh man, that felt really good. That yeah. felt really good when you, you know, and like really being able to say, yeah, I honored where I'm at and what does and does not work for me. <laughs> I know exactly
1: what you're talking about. I (laughs) I have something similar or something that happened this past week that I'm not going to share, but (laughs) but I was like, I'm like, "Ah, that was pretty good. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I I asserted myself pretty well. um, And was The trick is to not
0: beat yourself up afterwards, right?
1: (laughs) Right. And you don't have to be, you know, aggressive. You can just be kind and assert those. Nope. I just said no. And... If that person isn't okay with that, that's not your problem. It's their problem. That's yeah. because they're not they're not respecting your boundaries. Yeah, one way um, of of claiming your sovereignty and your power. Well, and also just though when
0: you start asserting boundaries, and you haven't asserted boundaries before. People are going to try and test those boundaries of oh, yeah. because they're like wait 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 normally you're, you're rocking you know, the boat yeah
1: what's happening in here this is over you. this is the song <laughs>
0: and dance we have in place no that's right <laughs> and so you got to stick to it and be like you know no <laughs> so when able when are able to do some of these things that we've talked about you know power animal retrieval with a skilled practitioner or if you have the ability to journey to your helping spirits is your own shamanic practice or other spiritual practice or doing some shadow work or reclaiming your sovereignty by setting, you know, boundaries and understanding what your boundaries are that are healthy and good for you. Um, you know, we become more empowered and we're able to acknowledge or move into the role of really being that hero or heroine in our journey. And we start to move into this acknowledgement because it becomes more conscious in our mind, like we're really understanding, I'm reclaiming my power. I'm really stepping into this is my journey. this is my story. And you know, I have responsibility for it. And moving from a place of an empowered self is really an amazing experience because you're just saying, all right, i'm I'm owning that these are my choices. these are my this is my life's journey. This is where I'm going, and I'm showing up in the best way that I can show up today. and are mm-hmm. doing the best that I can. And I am the hero or heroine of this journey, this story. I am my own hero, my own yeah. heroine. And that's huge because you're not looking outside of yourself. You're not you're know, looking right. for someone else to empower you or tell you that you're the hero or heroine or be your hero or heroine. Uh, and that can be a huge shift in showing up.
1: That's right. And it can change a lot of not just perceptions but because your perception has changed, everything also shifts with that perception. It, you know, essentially, what you're talking about is self-responsibility, which is a big, big thing. Um, we step in, you know, into our sense of responsibility for our role in our life. We take control of what we can and work towards accepting or letting go of what we can't. And it's, you know, like I said before, authentic, organic growth, and uh, it's a process that can't be bypassed.
0: Yeah. Gotta move through it. Gotta do yeah. the dirty work. <laughs> you gotta get muddy. Gotta get muddy. <laughs> makes me think of that um that little meme or like gift that was going around of like, you know, somebody'd fallen in a mud pit during some race and then like, this is me and my helping spirits have asked me to do shadow work or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> but know, I
1: was like, yes, I, 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 I that felt
0: that it was hilarious. And I'm like, yeah, I frequently feel like that's an experience. Like, woo. <laughs> so Tina, you know, what um we I know we both journeyed on this topic. And so what does our what do our helping spirits have to say about how we all undergo the hero or heroine's journey at a point in our lives?
1: Well, they said that choosing to come into a body in this world is done with the understanding that there is a density or heaviness that comes with this choice to live in a body. You may have heard the term earth school, and it is similar to that idea. When your spirit chooses to incarnate, it is that at that moment that you understand with an open heart the importance of these learning experiences. From the perspective of pure spirit, these experiences are taken in a non-attached way because you know nothing can truly destroy you. You are infinite. However, when you are in a body interfacing with thoughts, emotions, bodily sensations, as well as the external factors that indicate huge challenges and therefore a great change for you, the survival mechanisms of the flesh play a role because the body wants to live and the mind seeks comfort in the form of stability and consistency. However, the learning that must take place for the soul and spirit to evolve are priority. When humans become embodied, you are often in it, quote unquote, so deeply that it can be challenging to remember the reasoning behind your current experience. In fact, it may wake up deep fears, which make it next to impossible to see the overall picture of what we see in the spirit world. As beings who are not in a body, we are always rooting for you, and we always see you as the hero or heroine. But truly, it is up to each and every one of you to see yourselves as such. We know you more than you know yourselves, and we know what you are made of when you have forgotten and shrink back from experiences set before you. The point when you see yourself as the hero is also the point where you own your own experience and know who you are inside and can then begin the process of becoming more than you think you are. Each experience of walking through fear contains the potential seed of unfurling the truth of who you are.
0: Ah, oh, that's beautiful, Tina. <sighs> my my helping spirits are a little short and sweet on this. One. <laughs> on this <one. laughs> so, um, but I want to share. So they said, it is when you're able to move through the most challenging of obstacles in your life, when you pick up your mantle of power and keep moving forward even when it feels impossible that one becomes the hero or heroine in their story. It is when you find the strength to keep moving through the fear and the unknown, even when you think you can't, that one finds the depths of what you're made of. Everyone has a time in their lives when they are being asked to become the hero or heroine in their journey. And when you answer the call, you find that you become transformed, and it's then that you learn who you are and who you're becoming.
1: Oh, I love it. I love how it's so and we have the same sort of messages coming through for different helping spirits. Yeah. It's so amazing.
0: And we always do these separately so we never know right. what the other's helping spirits have said until we get in here and record. We so- don't even
1: talk about it beforehand. <laughs> no. We don't I haven't even I don't even read yours because yeah. I, I don't want to know like <laughs>
0: exactly. It's and I'm right. the same way. I'm like we're just this is the question and we're journeying and yeah. so I'm always I find it so intriguing that they really kind of come up with the same, same thing. So it just blows. This work always blows my mind. Can't
1: make it up. Nope. (laughs) So we have a website journey prompt on shamansafterdark.com. So ask your helping spirits. Please show me how you see me as the hero or heroine in my life story. So
0: we hope you'll join us next time as we'll be introducing you to our guest, Chrissy Ogilvie. And she's going to be sharing her powerful story of working through severe illness and becoming the heroine in her own journey. So until next time, everyone keep on shining your light.